What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, joining me once again here on The Booch Cast, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Do this. It's this me, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott, generally speaking. I'm not broke yet talking about that another time anyways Vinny, how you doing and i thought this card was actually really really fucking good tonight i was impressed i'm doing good i've had a i had a i had a stage five level clinger but we'll get to that on a later show but 
Outside of that, everything was good overall. Thought it was a good show. Dynamite took place in Austin, Texas. And as always at the broadcast table, we had the legendary Tony Schiavone, the Hall of Famer Jim Ross, and the racist Excalibur. And we kicked things off with our first official match of the evening, CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. I was actually highly impressed with this. I wasn't expecting a squash, but I did. It was too long, but it was still pretty freaking good. Dax Hartwood put up a good freaking fight, but I love when Dax Hartwood got out of the GTS, but then a couple minutes later, he uh, tapped out. What do you think, Benny? Great opening match. Yeah, I agree. Very well done from both these guys. It was it was wrestling the way it's supposed to be done. It Agreed. was no flips, just fists, technical, showing why both of these guys are top guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it did yeah, exactly it, what needed to be done. Yep, me too. I agree. I agree. I, I liked it. I was, I was, I was highly impressed. I was at the porch. I was like, all right. And I started watching. I was like, damn. I was like, all right, Dax Hartwood. You tough mother ball motherfucker, you. You did a really good job. I was impressed, too. Oh, of yeah. course, he, those guys who were in the, uh, who were those guys that were, like, fucking with FTR? I forgot who those guys were. You guys in the audience? Yeah, shirtless. The only shirtless fuckers there. Yeah, that was the gun club. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I didn't recognize him. Those no, are the gun club. No, okay. it's okay. It's uh, Billy Gunn's kids. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah man, that was a hell of an opening match. Yes. Well, all right, go ahead. And of course, after the match, uh, Punk does the gesturing thing, like I, like you know, like when you do when you put your hands like there on around your waist, like you want a championship belt. Then everybody's yeah. speculating: is he going to go for the world title or the TNT title, or is he going to go for the tag team belt? We'll ha- we'll see gold on Mr. Shane Punk's waist here very very soon. Not right now, but down the road. Yeah, I I feel like. I feel like he needs to be a champion, you know? I mean, and I, I don't care which belt he goes for. He's deserving of anyone. I just really, really hope they're not going to use him as a way to, like, hey, we're going to put him with the TNT title because we want the world title to mean something. And as much as I love Adam Page, they're not making it mean anything because the TNT title keeps being the center of attention, which is a fucking problem. It is a major fucking problem. I don't agree with you there, brother. So if Punk's going to go for a belt, make him the world champion so that belt can mean something again. A hundred percent agree. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with you, sir. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And then, of course, uh, Chris Jericho uh, cuts a promo on uh, John Silver and the Dark Order, and they talk about, you know, they're the JAS, they beat up pro wrestlers, and they can't hang with the sports entertainers. And uh, as then they run down Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, letting them know that they're pretty much out of town and they're never coming back, and they're going to do the same thing with the Dark Order. Um, yeah, I saw that. That was a good promo. It, it, at the end, it got funny when they will do the peekaboo thing. Did you see that? Yeah, when they're looking around each corner trying to find out, you know, where they're at. Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, but like I said, uh, I'd like to tell you the truth there, ladies and gentlemen, boys are going to do this. And individually, I like Chris Jericho better as a talker than a wrestler because he's really, really good at doing both, but he's better as a talker. But once again, this is classic Chris Jericho Hill stuff. This is something that he needed to do for a long fucking time. I liked every minute of it. It was good to me. What about you? Uh, I loved it. You know, I like 2.0. I thought they were hilarious. Uh, I like the fact that each guy cut a promo and it all kind of blended together. And it's showing that Jericho can build chemistry with anyone. Because he had great chemistry with the inner circle. Now he's starting to build great chemistry with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Like, this is turning out to be something that he needed to do. I'm, I enjoyed it. So, yes. you're up. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have an eight-man. 
Man Tornado Tag, Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys versus Butcher, the Blade, and Private Party. I really, really enjoyed this. It was really, really good. Were there several spots? Oh God, yes. But it, it was. I enjoyed it highly. Kind of reminds me of back in the day and the, you know, the uh, the uh, Attitude Era days in the other company. But just, it was just classic. I enjoyed it highly. And Jeff Hardy doing the Swanton Bonnet and Butcher and the Blade just brought me good memories. I enjoyed it. And I'm a sneaky submission. You probably didn't. Lazy booking. Uh, I have to disagree with you on this one, sir. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. It's an eight-man tornado tag all over the place. No disqualification. Lazy booking. Yeah, it was spot I, fest I, after spot fest, and yeah. a lot of it looked stupid. Like, I'm sorry. Darby <laughs> Allen diving headfirst at the beginning of that match was one of the fakest things I've seen in wrestling. Like, I'm supposed to believe that Darby Allen can take the butcher down like that? No. I'm not yeah, falling for that for a goddamn that's second. One of the, that, that was one of the spots, but and, I have to disagree with you on this one. And I enjoyed Sting, it. Di- Sting jumps off the top rope. Again, the four of them just fucking stood there. They just fucking stood there. That's why it looks fake. If you're looking up at somebody who's jumping at you and you're not moving out of the way, it's either you're stupid or this is fake. Which one is it? Because you can't be a man of intelligence and stand frozen in time while someone runs at you and is going to jump when you're staring straight at them, watching them run at you. That is fake as fuck. Fake as fuck. So... It already started off shitty, and then it just became a spot fest from that point on. I know you disagree because you just love seeing Jeff. So that's going to instantly make you happy. Yes, it is. I'm sorry I disagree with you on this one. I enjoyed the match, but... I didn't enjoy the match. It was a spot fest, and it bored me to fucking death. I didn't. I I found it highly entertaining. So, moving on. All right. Then next up, we got Dax and Cash, who the FTR challenges the gun club to a match next week. Obviously, the match is going to happen. Uh, great promo by FTR. thought it was very well oh, done. That, oh, absolutely. That was one of the best. Dax Hartwood laid into it like like from the bottom of his heart there, bro. I saw that. I, was, I looked at it. I was highly impressed. I gave him I gave him the golf clap. I was. I couldn't, like, you know, clap, clap. I was like, bravo. I thought that was fucking brilliant how good that was. From the bottom, and he meant it, too. Like, he had the passion, the energy, and everything. Fantastic. Yes. yes. And then, of course, that way, we'll, on that note, we'll move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, <laughs> We got Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the Varsity Blondes. Uh, squash. Um, hard to tell. Explain. Hard to gauge. It, it went on for quite a while, but it was definitely a beatdown. It, it was. I mean, do, do you think it, it went too long, went on too long? Sorry. Yes, it did. Okay, I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. I love the Varsity Blondes. Yeah, you do. I, I do I too. Feel, I feel like they've slept on Brian Pillman Jr. and that's sad. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, the Varsity Blondes have not been known for being a badass tag team. That's so, true, too. So it makes no sense try to book them as a badass tag team now when they're going up against a team that you're clearly trying to push. So they should have steamrolled over these guys. And I didn't feel like that was the case. I liked some of the double-team moves that Moxley and Danielson did, but I felt like for Varsity Blondes, who have not shown a lot of talent in the ring lately, this match went on longer than it was supposed to. Excuse me. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean... I think at least I have to, you have to agree with me. The Varsity Bonds put up a fight, but in the end, um, Danielson and Moxley won by Moxley making who submit again? I didn't see it. Yeah. Basically, uh, Mox hit the paradigm shift on Pillman. He locked in a rear naked choke and he chapped out. Okay. 
Axel Ward's Motzkit on the mic. He says only one man's opinion he's ever cared about, and that's William Regal. Uh, he a seal of approval from him is a badge of honor. He says we two were forged in combat. That's uh, him and Danielson. He has a message for anybody who wants to ride with them. You need to reach down deep into your soul and find that place where you love pain. He calls himself the Blackpool Combat Club and tells the prospects the only way to get in is the hard way. Uh, I thought this is, once again, a phenomenal promo from John Moxley. Two in a row so far. Uh, brilliant. And he was like bowing and he, it was great. Um, I'm lost for words on this one right here. What do you think, Vinny? I thought it was great. I like the fact they finally came up with a name for themselves. The Blackpool Combat Club, I think is cool. Um, it's different. And it also helps out a lot because, you know, at some point if you're going to be a tag team, you need a name. And it makes perfect sense because uh, William Regal's from Blackpool, England. That helps out a lot. And the, the, my issue is, is that I feel like they're pussyfooting around with this team and we need to get them in the tag team. We need to get the tag belts around their waists. I do agree. And I don't see why we have to wait. How many more people they have to steamroll over before they put those belts on them? Uh, I don't know. Due to lazy booking? Yeah. It's definitely lazy booking because they want to put over all their other guys, even though you have a team right here that's money. That's very true. They do put butts in seats. So I don't know why they're – I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not going to put the tie belts on them right now, but they need to start building them up to it because I believe when we get to double or nothing, they need to be the new tag team champions walking out of double or nothing. I 100% agree. Let's pray that less than God's they do. Yes. Next, uh, MJF comes out with Sean Spears and security lining the ring. He has some words for CM Punk and Wardlow. He tells Punk he doesn't know when, but they'll have a match again. And when he does, he's going to give him the most embarrassing loss of his life. He calls Wardlow a greedy pig. And thanks to him, he's got a beautiful roof over his head and his mama's head. He says he owns Wardlow and says some controversial stuff that he's going to stake Wardlow to a cross like Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Like, he was basically talking about how, like, you made a deal with the devil himself, and the crowd was chanting Jesus, and he said, I'm going to nail him to a cross like Jesus. That gets booze. He then insults Wardlow's mom, and out comes Wardlow. Security holds him back. He says since he's trespassing, he's under Max's contract, he's going to keep paying him, but paying him to stay home until he becomes an absolute nobody, and then Wardlow gets escorted out as Max and Spears relish in his exit and say they make it clear that the pinnacle is still a faction and that when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. Okay. Um, Jesus. Speak that. Wow. I've never seen him do something like this before. He says some controversial shit, and he just brought the heat. Holy shit. But that was, this is why MGF's the best heel in the business right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do do that. And this has been a bit bitchy. I think you agree with me on this, but this was great. I was like, I was, I was like laying in my bed, drinking a beer, and I was watching. I was all right. He started saying that shit. I was like, oh, my God. I put all my hand over my mouth, kind of like, holy shit, you son of a bitch. But hopefully do the, oh, I'm lost for words again. This was great. Vinny? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, my what? God. MJF has always been great on the mic, and this is no better, no different, I should say. Uh, Wardlow um, looked great as well. Um, I think we could have did without the beating up the security guards because here's the thing. I, we see it too many times in AEW, and this is the big problem that AEW has. What's that? They like to take certain things and redo them over and over and over again with every single wrestler to the point where when you finally do something where it's warranted, it's not as special because you see it every week. 
Mm. Like they're like almost every other time I, I in the last couple of weeks, every segment has had security guards and every segment, the security guards get their asses kicked. That's true. It's, it's been done for, for years. Every time there's security guards, 10 times out of 10, the security guards get the shit kick out of them. Not always. And there's been times where literally the security never got, they didn't touch the security. They just cut promos away from each other and let their words do the talking. Problem is, on the AEW, a lot of times security guards get beat up because there's a lot of guys here who don't have the words to do the, the ability to do the talking. They have to talk physically because they can't talk verbally. Put a microphone in their hand, they don't know what the fuck to do. They've never been trained that way. That's why only certain people get the mic. And when they do, they crush it. And there's people who get the mic, and you're like, please, God, don't ever hold a microphone again because you clearly don't know how to fucking speak. That's why they do it. Now, Wardlow being up security holds merit. But a lot of times, and other, there's a lot of other segments where it's like, we didn't need the beating up security. They just did it just to get the pop. And that's what the problem is. They do things, and we're going to get to that later, because I got there's a one where I'm really about to go the fuck off on somebody here. But I'll give a little foreshadowing. It's when people do stuff just to get the ooh and the ah, but there's no reason to rhyme behind it. It's, it's just there to be there. And that's the difference. You know, this is a more moment where it made sense. He insulted his mom. He called him a pig. He says, you work for me. That's a reason I want to jump in that ring and beat somebody's ass. And I love the fact they came out with enough. They had to come out with like 10 guards just to hold him down. That's true as well. I enjoyed it. Security guards, maybe they didn't need it. But I thought this was uh, controversial as hell. There's going to be some words about this on Twitter. Anyways, anything else to say about this, sir? Uh, Only that I look forward to the Wardlow-MJF match that's coming. I like the yep. fact he's going to pay him to sit at home. Got to give him time to drag it out to double it up. Very true. And I think there's going to be a match. Either it's like if Wardlow wins, he's he gets free from the contract. But if MJF wins, Wardlow Wardlow leaves AEW for good. Because he's saying okay. the whole concept of this is to pay him to sit at home till he's nobody because he owns him. So and MJF has money, so he has no problem paying Wardlow. Is he rather pay him to sit at home and breach the contract and set him free? So I think that should be the case. Like you win, you win, the contract's terminated. I win, your career is basically over. And I feel like they need to put that as a stipulation to motivate A to have the match and to for MJF to embarrass to try to embarrass Wardlow. Okay. Yeah. Well, why say do that route and you've been uh once you're right, you're right. Hopefully you are again. Yeah. Anyways, well moving on. Yep, we cut to the backstage area with the best friends with Wheeler Yuta. And Trent says he's done with him since he's trying to join the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, Trent thought that was a uh, pity on his part. Um, Wheeler says he's fine with that because he's not trying to be a best friend. He's trying to be the best wrestler. Um, I don't know what to think about this, really. What do you think? I loved every second of this. All right. Because that means Wheeler Yuta is no longer going to be part of this fucking joke of a faction. Wheeler Yuta, who is an actual wrestler who actually has talent, is going to get away from these fucking nobodies. The Outlaw Mud Show team. <laughs> That's basically, Wheeler Yuta got kicked off the Outlaw Mud Show team. That should be the biggest compliment to his career. Because he is way too talented of a wrestler to be hanging out with Pockets, Chucky e. T, and Trent's too good for the group, but he's, I don't see him going anywhere. And I like Danhausen, but he ain't going nowhere either. So to see Wheeler Yuta get the fuck away from these guys, I think he's actually going to become, and it's true, you want to become the best wrestler. You can't do that if you hang out with these guys. Because wrestling's not really their thing. They're more like stuntmen and <laughs> botchers. 
It's a comedy joke faction, the best friends. Okay, this is outlaw mud show shit. So for Wheeler to get the fuck away from that shows he takes the business seriously. Because the best friends, they don't. Okay, okay, I agree with you. I can definitely see that in a promo. So now I see what you're saying. So maybe you will see where this goes. Yep. So moving on. Yep, we're moving on to the next match of the evening. We got Adam Cole Pussy versus Jay Lethal. Once again, this was actually really freaking good. I mean, physical, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know who was going to win anyways. And lo and behold, uh, last call, one, two, three. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Corpio Sky put up a good fight, though. I thought so. It was really, really good. That was Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Silver. Oops, sorry. Yeah. That's sake. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so I thought it was a great match. And it's Adam Cole. I'm still calling him Pussy till he... He has, to, he has to do a few more things to get that name taken off, but this is Adam Cole finally fighting a wrestler of consequence. He's finally starting to fight names that are worth a damn instead of facing the instead of the outlaw mud show guys he's been rolling around with since he got mm-hmm. here. He's be, he's 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 wrestled very few people in this business that matter. He's been fighting nothing but you know outlaw mud show cream puffs. But I don't take him seriously. <laughs> Jay Lethal is finally a credible name that Adam Cole is facing. And now, granted, you know, Red Dragon did cause a distraction, but that's to be expected. Adam Cole is a heel. Yes, he is. He hits the low blow, gets the W, so it works. But at least up to that, he had great moments ring with a credible wrestler. Like, this is the Adam Cole that I wanted to see when he first debuted. Now he's starting to become the Adam Cole that people can respect and take seriously. And if he has great matches like this leading up to whatever rematch he's going to have with Adam Page, then if Cole takes the title, I might be able to respect that. Well, hopefully that happens the way you want it to go. If it not, God help us all. Yes. (laughs) Then, of course, after the match, Adam Cole runs down Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Which again, I can't take anything he says seriously. Though he comes out, he knocks all three of them around until Heyman gets hit in the nu- in the balls. Cole grabs a hold of the world title. Out come Jay, come uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian, and Cole runs off with the title. Yep, you forgot the part where he was hitting him with his belt. Yeah, um, mostly because I wanted to forget that part. <sighs> what was he supposed to do? He was against three guys. You would do it to take off your belt, start hitting him. I would. No, 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 Zach, 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 Zach. My problem is not that he hit them with the belt. My problem was that he hit them with the belt, and then he dropped it to punch Kyle O'Reilly multiple times to set up getting hit in the balls and the three-on-one beatdown. See, here's the thing. Zach, if you were getting into a fight, and you were surrounded by three people, and you pulled out, let's say you had... uh, Let's pick a weapon. Uh, So you had a lead pipe, and you swing that bitch. And you hit all three of these motherfuckers with the lead pipe. They don't go down, like, they're not unconscious, but they go down long enough to where you got them on the run. Are you suddenly just going to drop the pipe, or are you going to keep swinging that sumbitch? I want to swing the sumbitch. Exactly! If you have a weapon, you don't let go of the weapon till your opponent either runs away or stops moving. Because the motherfucker gets up, he can hit you. That was my problem. He's got this leather belt. First of all, he's taking the belt off, and they're just staring at him. Like, Adam Cole didn't think, oh, he's taking off a belt. Maybe I ought to back down, or we all try to rush him at one time because maybe he can't hit all of us. No, they all just fucking stood there while he swung the damn thing. And then he's swinging. It's like, all right, he's whipping this guy. He's whipping that guy. He's whipping this guy. He's whipping that guy. And then he just drops it. Nobody does that. 
That's the dumbest uh, thing I've ever seen. You said that several times. That's just the dumbest I've ever seen. But moving on. Yeah, and then and then and then of course Cole does a thing where I'm going to steal the title and run away. We haven't seen that a million times. Great. Yep, agreed. So it was just the match was great, but this post match shit was stupid. It was dumb. <laughs> I even think Adam Page was dumb in this one. I don't and I don't rag on Adam Page that much, but that was fucking stupid. You whip everybody with a belt and then you drop the fucking belt. No one drops their weapon in a real fight. The whole purpose of wrestling is to make everything look real. If this was a real fight, what would you do? That's how it's supposed to look. And that's the problem. They don't think that far ahead. Okay. On that note, we move on to the next moment. We got a big promo between Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer for Rampage. Uh, apparently, um, they're bringing up the Rhodes name, and Dustin's insulted. And Lance is saying, I've beaten your ass before. And Dustin said, I got right back up, and monsters can die too, and whatever. Like, I don't know. Are you excited at all for this match? Not really. I mean, uh, Dustin put out a really good promo, but we know 10 times out of 10, even in his hometown, Lance Archer is going to go over. Exactly. I mean, that's all I have to say. That was, but as as I am, that promo between the two was good. But we all know in the end, who's gonna win? Lance Archer. If he doesn't, you fuckers just bury Lance Archer. Okay, AEW. Benny, can I get thirty seconds, please? Yeah. You guys have screwed over Lance Archer. Far not. He will make a pretty good, decent champion. Just a thought. So if you guys bury Lance Archer, you guys are fucking morons. Go ahead. Well, I look at it like this. The only person I see getting buried in this match mm-hmm. is Dustin. I feel like he... Dustin has been treated like shit since he got here. This is a guy who everyone complains WWE treated badly. Everybody says that they mocked him by giving him the gold dust gimmick. Even though the gold dust gimmick was over like Rover and Dustin did very well as Goldust. Everybody saw it as humiliating and degrading. So now he paints half his face, tries to be this natural Dustin Rhodes badass. He's a top guy, still in incredible shape, and is basically a legend in the business, essentially. Or pretty damn close to it. Yet, he has yet to hold a title in AEW. This guy should have been a world champion by now. If for no other reason than to put legendary star power behind your title. And then, when it came time for him to drop the title, he could drop it to a guy that you're looking to put over and be your next big thing. It ups other people's resume. This is one thing to win a title. It's another thing to win a title from a legend. I don't feel like Dustin has been properly used in AEW. At least in WWE, he held titles in there. Was he a world champion? No. But at the very least, he was an intercontinental champion. He was a tag team champion. He was featured on pay-per-views regularly. He had great classic matches and feuds. The only real great match Dustin's been able to have in AEW was the match with Cody. That was spectacular. And and the reason people clamored for that was because we wanted it in WWE and Vince couldn't pull the trigger on it, which pissed off all of us. That's true. So, other than that, what else has Dustin really done? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I can't remember the last time I saw Dustin in a ring, period. It's for goddamn ridiculous. So... As far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck about Lance Archer. I want to see Dustin get some goddamn respect. On that note. We're going to move on to the next segment of the evening. God help us all. Uh, Sammy Guevara is in the ring with Ty Conti. He knows he's titleless, and he knows his body may pay for the work he does, but it's worth it. Ty Conti gets on the mic and calls out Paige Van Zant. 
Out comes Dan Lambert. He put over American Top Team and Men of the Year. Sammy says some some sensual things as to what he and Ty did with the TNT title on, and that grosses Lambert out. The only thing I enjoyed about it was that little comment that Sammy made. It made me laugh because he, it was just funny to me. Otherwise, than that, I was like, I was like, no, you lost a title because you're a spot monkey idiot. But I did not care. Did you? No. If okay, anything, yeah. this 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 segment made me hate Sammy Guevara more than I already did. Okay, let's move on then. No, 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 no. I got a point to make. This was this is Sammy Guevara represents a lot of things about professional wrestling that I hate. And I'm gonna say this. First of all, he's a fucking idiot for getting himself injured last week. Mm. And the fact that he doesn't care about the fact that he does the things that he does is because he wants to get the crowd to chant, holy shit. Because he cares more about doing stupid shit to get a cheap pop than actually working a match and earning his pop. It's the equivalent to an athlete taking steroids to enhance their performance instead of lifting weights and doing cardio. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, Sammy is... Just an acrobatic circus clown who's all of a sudden out of nowhere bringing his girlfriend into the ring who is terrible on the mic. And when now that I've seen her up close, she's very much a butterface. Like, Jesus Christ. Ty is one of the Ty Conti should never be up close to a camera. Like, seriously, zoom that camera out. The love of Christ. <laughs> zoom it out. Her body, everything's everything's cute, butterface. Sorry. As a seriously, what is she? Tan too much? Did she get everything? Everything's like all stretched out and shit. It's weird. Fucking creeps me out. Then she's calling out Paige Van Zandt, wants to fight her, says a bunch of stupid shit in Spanish. And then it's like the fact that he's even saying like, oh, look, all the things we did while wearing that belt. That's degrading. Well, well, nice to know, Sammy, that you're degrading the belt. Nice to know that. Nice to know that you have so much respect for the TNT title that you would get, that you would insinuate or imply that you got your jizz or her cream all over the fucking title. So, not only are you a piece of shit in the ring, you're a piece of shit outside the ring. Great to know that. Okay. Anything else you want to do to shit on my biz- on the business, you Spanish spot monkey? I didn't think it was possible for me to hate Sammy any more than I already do. He's one of those guys that's like, I'd rather you look stupid than open your mouth and prove it. He's a disgrace to fucking wrestling. Disgrace. Absolute fucking disgrace. I hate him more and more every week. Especially when you're in the ring with a girl you claim to be your girlfriend, which is funny because I seem to recall you proposing to another girl... In the fucking wrestling ring. But then again, because most of AEW's fan base is internet marks, you didn't feel compelled to go, oh, by the way, I've I've since broken up with my previous girlfriend, and now I got this new one. And what happened in between? No, you're just like, I was going to bring my new girlfriend on, and everybody's going to forget about the fact that I stood in the middle of a goddamn ring and proposed to the girl that I allegedly cheated on Ty Conti with. So, Sammy, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you got anything to add? Or you want to move on? Moving on. Wise decision. So, we're going to move on to the next segment here. We got Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks cutting promos on each other as they get ready to fight on Rampage this Friday. Uh, Zach, what did you think about this? I thought it was great. I enjoyed this uh, promo very, very well. I mean, Swerve Scott laid it perfect because whose house is this, Vinny? Swerve's house. Swerve's house. And, and uh, God damn it, the beer's making me buzz. What's this other guy's name again? Jesus Christ. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, he put a phenomenal promo on to, I think, Swerve Scott against Ricky Starks for that title. That's going to be a good show. Hopefully, Ricky Starks goes over. <laughs> absolutely. He is uh, absolute. That's what, yeah, that's he's what, absolute. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. I did, too. So, I, it's going to be. It's going to look great this Friday. The, both these guys are great. Great talkers, great wrestlers. It's going to be a hell of a match, and uh, I only wish it was on Dynamite. All right, but, all right. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, moving on. 
Yes. We're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. I thought this was actually fan-fucking-tastic. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it very, very much. Rail Velvet and Layla Hurst put up a good fight because Rail Velvet throws was a good show. I thought it was a good, uh, a good show, a good match. What do you think, man, Vinny? It was yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't on the edge of my seat, but it was good. It was it was entertaining, but it, at least it, it wasn't, you know, the spot monkey bullshit. No, 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 no. They definitely did good work. It's just, you know... These are two girls that don't get a lot of ring time, so it's hard to get like overly excited about it. But either way, it was it was a good match. Like I said, it was a good match. I was it, it was a good TV match. I didn't I wasn't on the edge of my seat, but it didn't suck either. Uh, yeah, I can agree with you on that. And um, can I continue? Yeah. And uh, after the after uh, the Hirsch won and um, one two three, uh, then uh, she was celebrating. She attacked Velvet Scott, put in an arm bar, and then Christiana came out. For the save. So, Vinny Bucci, what do you think in the near future? Will we see Layla Hirsch against Chris Strathlander? And who, in your opinion, should go over? Well, obviously, Statlander should get over. Go over. I mean, she's she's the clear baby face. Everybody loves her. Um, Layla's already done her fair share of dominating since she got here. So, a loss to Chris Statlander won't be a big deal. But... Either way, this is a very solid match, and um, I look for, and Chris coming out to make the save because you know obviously Layla needs to be taught a lesson. I think Chris needs to be the one to do it. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, anything else have to say? Nope. We're gonna move on to the next segment here. We got Jay Cargill who talks about oh. what she'll need to celebrate her thirtieth win, and also tells Shivani to cut the shit. Okay, Lenny, uh, I'm gonna do something here that I, I, I would say that I, was, I should never say is this: Jay Carhill, to me, you're nothing. You're useless. You, you, you're just there. You're just a pawn. All right. You know what you are? You're nothing more than a paperweight champion. Done. Yeah. Moving on. Oh fuck her, dude! I can't stand her. Something about just runs me the wrong fucking way. I mean, the thing is, she's not. She's not. She's get. She's getting slightly better, but her matches aren't exciting because she doesn't have a lot of good competition. That's the problem uh-huh. when you're in incredible shape and the, and, and the rest of your women are petite and the size of twigs, and you're big and muscular. You stand out. So, if anything, they're trying to make her like a spoiled princess for her thirtieth win. She's doing all that sweet sixteen bullshit, but ultimately. She's, you know, doing the best she can, but she's still got a ways to go. But she's, I, I have noticed improvement from the last time she no, I don't. You know, been in the ring. Nope, 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 no, no. I think, if anything, she needs to go back to where she came from to me. Anyways, moving on. All right. Uh, next, Tony is back on the main stage, and Thunder Rosa is introduced. So we're going to hear from the women's champion. All of a sudden, Vicky Guerrero shows up with the excuse me and basically cuts off Thunder Rosa, never lets her talk, blah, 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 blah. And then Nyla Rose attacks her from behind. Um, meh. 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 Um, I really did not like this. I really want to hear what Sonny Rosa had to say. But no, 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 no. We had to have the uh, fucking excuse me fucking bitch come out and destroy everything. Then we had the freaking, I don't know, Andre the Giant's distant cousin from before Atlanta, different skin color, come back. Anyways, I don't know. I did not like this. Boo. Nobody did. Because, you know... Thunder Rose's moment, Vicky Guerrero came out to annoy everybody, and Nyla Rose might be getting a title shot. Even Nobody wants to see that. Basically, you know, Thunder Rose is about to have a match with a dude in a dress, so it'll be interesting to see. And yep, yep, yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. On that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. We have the Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. To tell you the truth, I enjoyed the living hell out of this. I thought it was actually good, even though who one was supposed to win. The only person who was actually entertaining out of the whole thing was John Silver. <laughs> to tell you the truth, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Here's the thing. The Dark Order is not a team that is meant to be taken seriously. At one point, they were, but then they turned into a comedy act. Yet somehow, someway, they are the number one ranked tag team in AEW. The fact that they are the number one ranked tag team in AEW, when there is a list as long as the constitution of tag teams that are better than them any day of the week, shows that the creative team and the booking committee do not have their shit together. This is why it's hard for me to sometimes take this company seriously. When you've got guys like FTR on your roster, you got the Hardys on your roster. Hell, Jericho and Hager would have been a better pick than him and Garcia. There are so many teams in AEW that are great, and your number one ranked tag team are the two members of the Dark Order who come out every week and basically joke around all day. And not only that, but John Silver is hitting Jericho with moves, and Jericho is taking bumps for John Silver. And no one's been able to explain to me why. That is a thing. It was supposed to be in the main event. Maybe we're just trying to kill time. Yeah. Maybe it shouldn't have been a main event. Maybe another match should have been a main event. Yeah, because nothing in this match was main event worthy except for the fact that Jericho was in it and Jericho as they mentioned before is you know the biggest star in the company but yet and, and he's I, selling for job guys yeah and I said and I saw it was just his main event I was like wait a minute what I was like I was like oh no I was like okay 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 but otherwise than that I think Vinny and then Andy it was actually a really fucking good show tonight Overall, yes, it was. I enjoyed it very, very, very highly. I did too. I did. There was a lot of moments that were really good. That is very, very true then. All right there, there, guys. Uh, I'm going to still stay on, but otherwise, then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, junior dudettes, and of course, my good, dear, good brother, a brother from another mother. Thank you, Vita Bucci, for having me on the wonderful, beautiful Boochcast. Absolutely. We look forward to having you uh, back on next week. We'll have some... Uh... We'll have plenty of more of this to talk about. Uh, I know we'll be back for NXT, but AEW, I'm not quite sure about because, and I'm, the reason I'm gonna say that is because next week uh, I'm going to uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, for WrestleMania. I'll be gone uh, Thursday morning, coming back Saturday night, so I have an early morning flight on Thursday. So depending on how late we have to stay up to do this, I might skip AEW and then maybe like and then maybe not next week but like the week after we might do like a two-parter that's fine let me know uh, we'll figure it that's out fine. so I'll let you know what we're gonna do next week with AEW but it's gonna be um a tough one you know I, we'll have to figure something out whether I do it or maybe Elvis comes back for a day and you guys do it I don't know or if we just wait till next week but either way we'll definitely do NXT but AEW is going to may or may, may have to wait because of the flight that I got to take. But anyway, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. And Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. 
Oh, pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we also make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where we're going to be putting our YouTube content. We have Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have our watch parties. We have our D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos. Check them all out. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified. So you'll know when we'll be posting uh, new content to the YouTube channel. we got new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming soon. We've got uh, some archive watch parties coming up there as well. So hit the subscribe button so you can be notified when they come out and be the first to see them. Also, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party, guaranteed, will be Sunday, April 3rd for night two of WrestleMania 38. Uh, There might be one for night one of WrestleMania. I recently spoke to Elvis. And uh, he said he might be hanging out with Desmond that night. So they're probably there's a good chance that Elvis and Desmond are going to do a live stream of night one of WrestleMania. So they'll probably do that while also playing D&D and mixing all that together. So I'm putting it in their hands. Um, I've not spoken to John yet, so I don't know if he's going to be involved in any of the festivities or not. But as of right now, for Saturday, Elvis and Desmond might be getting together and doing a live stream of night one of WrestleMania, but obviously I'll be there for night two. So but on a lookout April 2nd and April 3rd for nights one and two of WrestleMania on the Twitch channel. Also, speaking of John, we have our D&D show coming out later this year. So John will definitely be a part of that, even though he's left the show podcast-wise. He'll still be a part of our um, D&D show, being the Dungeon Master. That'll come out later this year. So be on the lookout for that with updates coming soon. Also, um, we got some gaming possibly coming to the show. Uh, we know Elvis has his Oculus, um, so he'll definitely be wanting to do that. Um, WWE 2K22, um, still trying to figure some shit out with that game. I'm not going to go into detail about it now. I'll save that for the variety show. But if I can finally get the shit solved, then we will have the Boochcast booking battle taking place uh, where I will be putting together a roster. Elvis will be putting together a roster. I'll be putting on a show. He'll be putting on a show. We'll be streaming them on Twitch. And uh, we're going to find out once and for all, based on the ratings and the success and also you fans tuning in, who is the better booker man, Vinny Bucci or Elvis Delinsky? So tune in to twitch.tv slash theboochcast to find out. Follow us there. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast. Go to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. We use this for uh, fans who want to donate but don't have a lot of money to donate because you got a lot of bills to pay. Uh, you got you know bills to pay, mouths to feed, important things to do. And the one thing we don't want to do here on the Boochcast is make you guys <laughs> sacrifice a payment, break the bank, or feel guilt-tripped into donating us money when you're not able to. As long as you guys can listen to the show and spread the word and help us get our downloads up, you're still doing us a favor, and we greatly appreciate that. That's all we would ask of you to do. But if you got, if you want to put a little skin in the game, uh, then the $0.99 cents level is for you. Why? It's $0.99. Cents. You're not going to miss it. It's not going to mean a lot to you, but it's going to mean a lot to us because every little bit that we get helps us keep the show thriving. 
So if you want to help out but are in a tight bind, go to the 99 cent level. And of course, if you want to donate a little extra money, the second level you can go to is for $4.99 per month. $4.99. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And of course, we've got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money you would pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. We used to pay until it got sold to the Peacock. Now that it's there, you got nowhere to put the $9.99. Hit that $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. Use that money to upgrade our equipment, use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work really hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any any money left over. That's all said and done. We use the rest of it to feed Zach over here ramen noodles and try, God knows we try, to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life. Take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>